The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome to the break. I'm Amber Garcia, Derek Eagleton. He, I don't know what he's up to, but it's just one of those days you guys are Retired. used to it. Yeah. How many shows has Derek missed in 2018, if you had to guess? Um, enough for us to not miss him. It's honestly, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, no I mean, you're absolutely right. Take, no, he, he's go. busy, busy man, but... You know, and I'm going to be three best friends that oh, anybody go. could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. You know, I just I saw like him in his office. I didn't even think about it. Like, OK, yeah. I got to go. I got to do the show. He's over there in his office talking to me. Yeah, I was like, hey, Derek, we're at 11 today. Right. And he was like, I'm not doing it. But yeah, I think so. He didn't look busy to me. I mean, well, we'll we're going to be fine without him. I'm going to be running the show today or try to. But to all those haters out there, just chill out oh Derek uh, not Derek Derek is not here whatever but Nick Eman and David Hellman are still here Either ready is. to bring the fire today how are you guys uh, doing I'm well, doing great I'm even better after great. that looking at you haters well I mean you got Terrence Williams here hosting the show it's true just calling well, out the haters yeah I mean you guys don't need to go anywhere just chill for today's show you guys are still here Nick and Dave ready to bring it so let's start off Talking about OTAs, first week, we did get to see practice yesterday. Let's talk about the ones that did not get to practice. Malik Collins out, you know, recovering from the injury. David Irving, they, he decided to sit out, kind of... Yeah, I didn't really quite get the reason why trying to get in physical condition. I'm what does that mean? You, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, well, okay, so Malik Collins, Terrence Williams are hurt. Uh, Sean Lee is Sean Lee and he's, he's kind of Tony Romo of the modern era now is like, you don't need to be out there. We don't need to risk you. And Demarcus Lawrence, I think is kind of the same thing as like, whatever you stay safe. Uh, David Irving though. I mean, <laughs> Garrett basically called him fat yesterday. I mean, right. He, yeah. He, I mean, he said, he, well, that's the thing. Like we get to see these players and we don't, I don't need Jason Garrett to tell me that. And I, right now he's too fat. Thank you, Bill. Bill? Um, yeah. I thought he was he came back a little, you know, chunkier for a reason. What would he, I mean, he he's Husky play- would be a good one. Husky and Portly are words we should throw he in. Play, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not trying to criticize a pro athlete for being overweight. I would not like that if somebody Because he's that. got an ass. Yeah. <laughs> the drops are coming fast and furious today. No, but I mean, you know, usually when Jason Garrett gets up there and he's he's like, well, he's he's got a foot, uh, he you know, something he's dealing with something, blah, blah, blah. But Garrett, Jason Garrett was just like he he's working his way back into shape, which, you know, the offseason program started a month ago and Captain's workout started before that. And David Irving has been here for at least part of that, if not the whole thing. Like he's been in the building since March, I would guess. So uh, it's interesting. Interesting that that's a problem for him. And, you know, Garrett is very calculated in his words. So for him to say something like that, yeah, kind of like a little spur, yeah. like, hey, <laughs> I'm not super thrilled that you can't practice right now, big guy. It's kind of how I took it. Probably well, probably no different than, than what it's always been in years past. You know, I say this all the time. 
we we see guys working out a little bit, you know, through the windows. We see them in the training table. We never had that before at Valley Ranch, and so I'm sure there were plenty of guys that came in in March, April, May, and you're like, ah, oh, looks a little different or bigger than he did or, or whatever. We're just getting to see them more, see them practice more. Yeah, uh, this is a, a normal, you know, transition for for you know when these players in the off season and and how they get their bodies ready to play. Now, Terrence Williams, he was out with an injury, but he did get arrested this past weekend. <laughs> sure did. And we don't need to get into all the details. Kind of buried the lead right there. <laughs> Nick, you wrote a story about it. Jason Garrett didn't really comment much on it yesterday, kind of saying that the team is still investigating the case. But a lot of fans want to know, is this something that would lead to the team possibly cutting him? Um I can't get over the the delivery right there. Just held out, did get arrested. Um, it's it's perfect. It's the it's the modern age, you yeah. know. I you know I like sometimes I'm not criticizing the boss, but like Derek Alack, like just because we haven't talked about it on the show means like nobody knows about it, you know. But I mean, it's Thursday. Yeah. He got arrested on Saturday. Everybody knows what happened okay. to him. So. She asked me, "Is he is he gonna?" Is People want to know. I get a yeah. lot of questions. Is is this a reason that could possibly yeah. lead to the team cutting him eventually? Um, I think right now, as it stands, and of course things can also change. And we've seen actually in the last year that the the commissioner will do his own thing when it comes to uh, suspension. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, he's got his own agenda there, which is fine. He's the commish. Um, I th- I don't think it will because I, I don't think he, he's going to get um, suspended. If he gets suspended by the NFL, that affects his guarantees. The guarantees affect how important his role is and how much you want to keep him on the team. So if that happens, that's a domino that will start to, to, to change some other things. As it stands right now, he's a guy that's coming off of a foot injury, he a broken foot. Um, he'll he should be able to play. I would I would think he'd be ready at some point in training camp. I th- if Is not the, the start, then early. Yeah, I mean he uh, broke it in. I, I would I would think the the goal would be to maybe get him in for that third preseason game. Maybe you know that that might be a decent goal. If not yeah. that this the um, regular season opener. He's still one of your top receivers on the team, and the, the injury and the arrest really don't affect that right now. Yeah, there's not a lot of track record that suggests that anything's going to happen to him. I mean, Nolan Carroll actually got hit for DWI this time last year, which Terrence did not. That was not the charge, uh, and he wasn't suspended. Um, and, then, you know, the thing I feel like, and I know we've talked about it, but people forget this, is like the way Terrence's deal is structured is not only do you not save any money to cut him, but you have to – I mean, you, you you're basically money. you're losing yeah. money. Like you're paying money to get rid of him. Uh, which is dumb when you consider that he's your most experienced Cowboys receiver. You've got to be a really time. bad player and or a bad locker room guy. Yeah. And, and you know, Terrence knows this. I mean, Terrence has just been the whipping boy for fans and all that, you know, I mean, for various reasons. But he's not that bad of a player to, to yeah. like, pay to, to have him gone. Um, there's only been a few guys That's, like that that you're like, we, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah. Um, and he's not in that – but. No, no, not at all. And and yeah, like you I mean anything could happen, but I'd be surprised. I would be surprised if anything happened yeah. to him on a disciplinary front from the NFL, I mean, and I would be surprised if he wasn't on this team. So. Now, another uh guy that was highlighted yesterday was Zach Martin. He wasn't he didn't practice and not that he needs to practice. Uh, right. Zach Martin. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. But 
Again, the team is trying to figure out the whole contract. As far as we know, both the team and SAG are wanting him to be here long term. What is going on with the contract right now? I'm going to let Dave take this because you had a hot opinion on the on the uh, field the other day. Maybe because it was hot, but also it was a good hot take. <laughs> you talking about how I don't think he should practice at all or which part? I you got to refresh. I say a lot maybe. of reckless stuff. I know. And, and, oh, oh, I I was half kidding, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys kind of were like, yeah, sit this out. You know, you don't need to be out here. We're working on your contract. You, I mean, every time you know when I think about Zach Martin, I think about Sean Lee. Zach Martin was part of the play that tore Sean Lee's ACL and OTAs in 2014. Certainly wouldn't want something like that to happen to Zach, who is arguably the best player on this entire team um so most consistent probably I, I don't know i don't i don't think the cowboys actually said that to him but like i doubt anybody's losing a ton of sleep that he's not out there yeah and just kind of a weird ironic move i guess maybe just a coincidence but you know we didn't expect anybody to be in that locker uh at uh at the star in the locker room they they kind of you know this is all Jason Garrett here where, uh, you know, the, the corners of the locker room or yeah. your cornerstones of the team. And, you know, it was Dez, it was, it was Romo, it was McFadden. Well, okay. I mean, hey, uh, but it, whatever, Tyron Smith, back. Dan Bailey, and Witten, of course, had, had uh, the, this one spot there. Um, and now with him gone, Zach Martin moved there, which is the shocking part there is how Martin and Frederick are not like side by side. There. I know. So, it was Zach. Now it's Zach Martin's locker, and he wasn't there either. So, but yeah. I actually I I don't think it's coincidental, and I take it as a very good like. And I don't get the impression people feel this way, but just in case you do, like, I just don't think this is an acrimonious situation. I mean, I think Zach Martin has had conversations with the team about this. Like, I don't think they were surprised that he didn't come. I don't think this is shocking in any way, and I don't think there's any bad blood that the best guard in football is trying to get his contract. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that they did something, you know, that gesture of putting him in that locker of Mr. Cowboy, Mr. Modern Cowboy, at least. Um, I think that says a lot of good things. I mean, I think they expect him to be here for a long time. I think he expects to be here for a long time. Yeah. The fact that he's trying to get his contract situation settled doesn't change yep. that at all. And this is just another time to point out that a holdout, and this isn't even a holdout because it's voluntary. Yeah. It's not a holdout, but a lot of people categorize it as that a holdout is not a holdout until you start missing significant significant money a game check yeah i mean getting fined here and there yeah that's a big deal when you miss a game check it's just funny how the deals always tend to happen that saturday before that first game i'll be which it it won't go that far well that's i'm interested to see because i you know talking to people around yesterday like a lot of people think that this you know, this action, him missing OTAs will be enough to get a deal done by June, which I'll, or, you know, by, yeah. by the end of the offseason program, I should say. I'll be interested to see that. And if it doesn't happen, I'll be interested to see if he misses the mandatory June practices. When when did Lyle Collins get his deal? What month? Uh, we were at camp. August? Yeah. What month did Travis Frederick? August. What month did Tyron Smith? <laughs> Technically, I think it was July, but it was like July 30th. Training camp? Yeah. But see, I all play O line. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Thank you. Why? I want. No. That's when they do deals. I wonder though. I wonder if they've been talking about doing this dude's freaking deal since for like it feels like five years. He hasn't even been on the team that long. Um, 
I when did I get my deal, deal with the Cowboys? August. I mean, I the, wonder, people, the, the people we they want to sign, they <laughs> yes. do it in August. I April or August. I wonder if this nudge in the right direction will prompt them to do it sooner than that. Just like, hey, all right, let's... And, and you know, I'm not privy to this stuff. I don't handle the cap. I'm not educated on a high level. But <laughs> I just... I mean, I don't understand why it can't get done, like, this week. I mean, they got, like, $10 million in cap space. They got a boatload of it coming next year. Like, they should be able to structure it. Their rookies are signed. So, like, they don't even have to worry about that. Um, I don't really understand what the holdup is other than just kind of, like agreeing on a number which i feel like you should be able to do that in the next three or four weeks well so. i guess we'll wait to see when that happens but in the meantime yesterday filling in for him was chas green so you had tyron smith connor williams travis frederick chas and then lyle collins Yep. so connor williams fan favorite Yep. what did you guys see from him uh, i mean from what you saw did you but like his First involvement I, with the veterans so. here. I mean, I I, I think so. well, you watched a little bit ahead. more practice than me, yeah. but but I, I I mean I think with him, it's just it's a, at this stage it's not about because you're not going to be able to use offensive linemen can't do what they do, which is yeah. push people yeah. around. You can't do that out here, and if you do, you know guys get hurt. But I I think for the most part, it's you know are you lining up where you're supposed to be are you mentally prepared to do it and i think the that, dynamic too right and i think having him out there is is a good step there i'm reluctant to compare him to zach because zach is a four-time all pro who uh at some point i assume is going to be the highest paid guard in the league but he reminds me of zach in the sense that he's so athletic for a guard yeah. and like that's the funnest thing about watching zach martin play i mean it's fun watching him maul people but it's so fun watching him in space. Like he's so nimble and agile and like can, you know, when they run screens, he can get out there and take people out of the play. Does not look like a big guy moving around. And I see that in Connor Williams. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Zach Martin, but he's just, he does not play football like a hog molly. He looks, I mean, he's a super athletic dude. And I think uh, that aspect of his game just, I think could be so big for them. And you know, when you're playing in shorts, that type of stuff kind of shows stands out as like how well he moves and stuff like that. Now today we're going to try to hit every group on the roster of what we saw yesterday, how they lined up. But before we go into break, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he came back looking a little thinner, slimmed down. His attitude was great in the locker room. I He was very spoken in during the practice. And yeah. he said that it came to, he's like, well, Third year, it's kind of the time for me to step up as a leader. What were your reactions from this Ezekiel Elliott uh, that we saw yesterday to the one that we saw at this time last year? Uh, for me, the, the Ezekiel Elliott that we see in the locker room has always been um, pr professional. Maybe not the time when they were doing spitballs with him and Dak, but for yeah. the most part, yeah. for the most part, they... Um, he he's always been a guy that kind of gets that. I think being at Ohio State, knowing that you know being the star, um, even he stood up in front of you know his locker or, or someplace in the locker room after uh, you know last year when he came back from suspension, answers the questions. He doesn't love it. 
It's okay. He doesn't have to love it, but he does his job. And mm-hmm. I'd rather a guy st- stand up there and say, "Hey, I'll face the music," and um, and he does that. So I, I and I, as far as being a leader, uh, I think I think him and Dak have talked about this. They have to and say we've got to do it. We've got to bring the energy. I thought it was a good question. Surprisingly, in the press conference yesterday, from who asked it about. The, about the the energy that Dez has, someone's going to have to replace that, and mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be a real important thing because there's going to be dog days of camp when it's like, all right, who's bringing it today? Dez always did that, and I think that's something that Zeke and Dak and those guys are going to have to do. Yeah, I th- and it'll be interesting though because uh, I feel like everybody in the locker room got asked about that yesterday, just kind of that. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I don't see them showing it the same way Des does. I don't know if anybody's capable of showing it the way Des does. I mean, you know, you, can, you can't guard me. You right. can't guard me. You can't. Guard I don't know me. if you're gonna hear those outbursts from 40 yards away like we were used to with Des. I don't even know your name, but you know mine. One of my all-time you know favorite Des lines. But Love Zeke it. just Zeke just has this intensity about him, and. Um, I I feel like there's a chip on his shoulder there, and like he's not going to talk about it. He's not going to acknowledge it again. I mean, he's very professional in the sense that he always talks to us, but I I never feel like it's authentic, and it doesn't have to be. You know, what I mean, like it's a it's a job duty for him. He's just trying to get it out of the way. Yeah. I don't begrudge him that, but I think Zeke is going to hold so much of that away from us. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to let people in on that, but I think it's there. I think there's an edge cool. there. Take it out on the safety. Yeah, absolutely. Or linebacker trying to attack me or just jump over him. We'll see. All right, guys, let's take our first way- break. When we come back, we're going to discuss the whole wide receiver group. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. 
We are back on the break. We're going to talk about the wide receiver group. Yesterday, Lance Lenore, Deontay Thompson were lined up on the outside with Ellen Hurts in the slot. Thoughts, uh, first impression of how these guys lined up. Lance Lenore, let me tell you this. This is a guy that last year and up to today, until he proves me wrong, I just have not been a fan. Because everything that I remember from last year... You're not year, a fan of anybody. Not true. False. Absolutely false. I Mark love Lee. I, I, I love false. many people. Who are, who are, wait, who are you but a fan of? Many people. Well, uh, that's team. not the topic. The that's team. not the topic right, right okay. now. We're talking right. about Lance Lenoir, okay? Last year, everything that I saw from him were bad things. Like, uh, drops after drops after drops. Tell me punt. wrong. Tell me wrong. Well, no, no, he would, no. He, he couldn't was, return punts. <laughs> he had a, he had a, he had a really, it's, you know what? He wasn't even that bad in the preseason, but he got training camp and he, everything well, that we saw in he practice. Just, he got a lot of hype because of how he got here, which is that the guy who puts the roster together loves him. Will, Will McClay loved Lance Lenore's game yeah. in college. And so you kind of hear that and you're like, Watch this guy. And then, you know, when you get out under the bright lights, he had some he he made some good plays though. You forget yeah, about no. the touchdown that he had. <laughs> he had a couple of good plays, but it but was just he, the punt return. No, they, he, they kept throwing he him out. It was there. a constant uh it was an adventure every time he went back there. And I think that's what people remember the most. Yeah, and my point is I've seen more bad things than the good. Now, this is a guy I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He still needs some time to improve, and this might be the year yesterday hearing Jordan Lewis talk about him he that I mean when he was asked who is that guy in the wide receiver group that could kind of be Des Bryant Jordan didn't compare him to Des but he mentioned Lance Lenore out of the group saying this is an underrated guy so might he be that guy could he be that guy this year that kind of rises to the top well he needs to if he wants to make the team because I feel I feel two different types of ways about that one I think you're absolutely right uh if there's I mean one of there's there's two guys that have really like just put in an impressive three maybe three an impressive amount of work unfortunately one of them was Ryan Switzer he's gone now um Lance Lenore has been here since the season ended like he just lives in this facility Jordan Lewis too um Noah Brown is another guy that comes to mind but I mean he's putting in the work and like I said I mean Will McClay is the reason he's here Will McClay loves this game Dak Prescott loves him i mean they work out there you come here on a saturday they're here throwing routes together doing stuff like that um so in that regard i mean he is a guy that i would advise you to not forget about on the other hand just try to do the math on this receiver core it's not going to be easy for him it's just not because i think there's about five guys in front of him that make a lot of sense to make this team, and you're probably not keeping more than six receivers i i think that lance lenore noah brown and anybody else that's not on the radar, they're really kind of fighting for for maybe one spot. Yeah. I mean, because Gallup's making it, uh, Terrence is making it right right now. The way things are, I mean, Terrence is making it, Gallup's making it, Cole Beasley's going to make it, um, and then Tavon Austin is still. What's up with him? He, he's still. Is he a wide receiver? He is, is he a running back? I, Tavon's Tavon's making it. He's I just, making it. I'm just saying. I still. I'm counting him as a receiver. Yeah. No, he. I mean, he's not a running back. No, he's, he's not, a receiver. So he's still That's, in that. Tavon Austin on this rot. They're going to keep six receivers again. Yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm just and, saying and that count right him now. as a receiver. Absolutely. Okay, so then, then you know, you, you put Noah Brown in there. You put um, 
Deontay Ced- Thompson, Cedric Wilson, Cedric. DeAndre Tom- Thompson. Did you? You didn't even say Alan Hearns. He's making it. <laughs> Alan Hearns is making it. He's right, ma- of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I already thought that was not. Which and then you know I'm sitting here saying all ever since they signed him I'm like well Deontay Thompson's basically on a vet minimum deal he doesn't have to make it and and he doesn't but he's out there he was running with the first team yeah. a lot yesterday well, he's got some speed yeah I mean, that's so you sit you watch him run some go routes and some bubble screens and you're like no he'll he'll probably make it too and all that's what I'm, that's my point is all of a sudden you got five receivers that you feel pretty good about and then four other ones that are fighting for one spot don't forget about KD Cannon. I, you, you won't let me, you won't let me forget about him. It's so a big group, he, which, and I, I didn't want to correct you cause you weren't wrong. Uh, all those guys did run with the first team, but the thing that stood out to me was that like everybody ran with the first oh, team. Yeah. Like yeah. The, I think I counted seven. They had, and Katie Cannon was one of them. They had Katie Cannon run with the first team, Cole, mm-hmm. uh, Hearns, Deontay, um, the one that Michael stood out Gallup. to me, and it was the whole Lance Lenore thing because yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had mixed Lance opinion Lenore too. Lance Lenore on too, him, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I just, wouldn't count him. It out. always kind of has its way of working itself out, you know. It just it, for one one way or another, injury here or maybe you know, with the way that we cover this t- team or the way this team is covered nationally and locally, and um, all it takes is one drop pass and then the ball to kind of. You know, hit your hit you in the face mask, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, this guy sucks. I mean, he's out. Yep. You know, and then he'll come back and have an eighty-yard touchdown. And it's yep. like starting. So, it's <laughs> yeah. This is what we do, but yeah. but it'll it'll kind of go up and down. Mm-hmm. We'll watch Lance Lenore just ball out for five days in a row at training camp, just catch after catch after catch, and then Deontay Thompson will have four catches for ninety yards in a preseason game, and he'll and fumble then, a punt, and Amber will be like, "See what yeah. I've been saying about LL." <laughs> But hey, no, prove me wrong. That's what makes it so fun, though. And the other thing, too, is this isn't as exciting as talking about the 53, but like damn near everybody we just talked about is eligible for the practice squad, too. I mean, if Lance Lenore doesn't make the 53, I assuming he doesn't get snatched up, I bet my paycheck he's on the practice squad. So a uh, lot of guys that they feel good about. And I mean, we've been saying it, but it, it's worth repeating. It's going to be fun to watch. Now, one of the guys I wanted to talk about real quick, and I've seen people asking about him, is Michael Gallup. He didn't necessarily have a great day yesterday, and to his defense, Cooper Rush, his passes were just not really great. Why do you hate everybody? Uh, how's that hating? Like you're, how's that hate? Me he, say, he didn't have a great day? Hold it's, on, hold on. Pa- it's the shorts. passes weren't thrown very well. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you, what were your observations on him, the way that he was running routes, getting open? <laughs> Asi- okay, that's my question. I thought, I'm not hating. I thought Jesus. He- <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch and give my opinion. I just I'm just giving you crap. Because you hate everybody. No, tell me. Tell me no, about Gallup. Uh I I mean he looked fine. It, it's it's so hard to formulate it's early, a yes. good opinion from two hours of running around in shorts. But actually, uh, I, Michael Gallup, I thought had the play of the day. If you want to call it that he just, um, uh, him and Mike white had a really nice connection. It was like a 25 yard. Uh, I don't even like, it was a, it was like a flag route down near the pylon. Um, and he made a nice over the shoulder catch. Mike, I, the throw was absolutely beautiful. Um, but that's, it's, 
we're talking about practice. We're not even really talking about practice. We're talking about. I get it, but if people ask about Michael Gallup, no. you gotta give them at least something. He, the very little things that we get from he, watching this he does first not, OTA practice. This he does is, this not is look the cap, week. This, the Cowboys are playing the Lions. The Lions have got the ball. They We're went, getting ready they for went the down. Game they kicked day. a thirty-five yard field goal, and it's three to nothing. That's where we are in the game. Like anybody worried? Like not, not really. Yet. No, this is so all just, just talking. We're, no. we're four minutes into the game, and you know, I'm not. I mean, it's early, but I'm not ready. We're doing a show, so let's let's bring it. Yeah, Dave, what's wrong with Gallup? That's well, it's funny. <laughs> well, I didn't say anything was <laughs> wrong with him. I said practice, he wasn't man. thrown. Very I was wondering good if passes. AI was going to get in this. Um, we ain't talking about the game. <laughs> somebody, somebody yesterday. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't. It was like a media member. I'm not, it wasn't like a coach or anything like that. But somebody was like, he's he's a starter. He's taking somebody's job. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, we're two hours into this thing. What are you talking <laughs> I mean, about? You know how many hamstrings get pulled by these yeah. knee jerks? Yeah, I mean, it happens point. all the time. Uh, I, I thought he looked fine slash good. Let me clarify something. And not to go keep talking about this subject because I'm about to move on. But Uh-oh. just to clarify, I was talking about the passes not so, being no, thrown so, well. So you're hating on so, Cooper Rush. I like Cooper Rush. Yesterday, he didn't perform that well. His okay. pass, you talk about Dak, people asking about Dak Prescott, how were his passes? To me, very consistent. He, he threw good passes. Talk about Cooper Rush. Were his passes all great? No. I'm just, I'm jumpy because me and Rob have been fighting for two weeks about who's going to be the backup quarterback. So seems like we should do a segment called Hey, I'm Point on the Cooper Rush train. Sure. Let's do I that. like Cooper Rush. Me too. But anyway, you got to be honest. I, I thought. Cooper Rush to me was just like, not just like, but similar to what Dak did two years ago. Okay, you know, not 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 great, but pretty good in the pre in the practices. And then you get to the games, and and the offense is moving. Doesn't always look beautiful, but the yeah. offense is moving, and we're scoring touchdowns. And some of these passes look really good, and the lights come on. He's a gamer, and and you can't coach that you can't just say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get that guy because he's a gamer i mean either you have it or you don't and so rush definitely has that and i and i don't i don't want to be a hater on him but i i say this i don't think it's it's out of the question that mike white can't compete with him he doesn't have a, that much experience yeah. in regular season so it's he's not that far ahead of him it'll be interesting and if you just watch him throw the ball from point a to point b i think mike white throws a better ball right now but I, Michael Vick threw one of the best balls ever, and you didn't always know where it was going to go. So uh, it's not just about how tight the spiral is. Oh. To me. <laughs> no, I thought Dave was going to say something. No, you, no, you left I, him quiet. That's no. the first. Jeez. Well, no. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the defense, to the side of the defense. On the secondary, we had Cheeto, Byron, Anthony Brown at corner, and in the at safety. Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods. Happy birthday to Cheeto. Yeah. Happy birthday, Cheeto. Is it today? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Where, but, okay, where let's, let's start off with Byron Jones at corner. Then he looked really good out there. Length. He made a really nice play. Uh, Wish we could get Marinelli in here to talk about Byron oh, Jones. Sure. Length. <laughs> Height. <Looks> solid. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I said Mike. Thanks, thanks, Coach. Byron Jones might have had the play of the day. I think it was Deontay Thompson. Uh, Dak went deep for somebody, and I mean, it was you know it would have been like a 20, 30 yard gain, and Byron dove and broke it up and was super athletic, kind of you know, dudes. The dude's athletic. I mean, if if he yeah. can get his 
mind around. And actually, uh, Jordan Lewis had a great quote about that. Somebody was like, you know, how do you feel about his transition, you know, moving to cornerback? And he's like, he's been playing cornerback, like, most of his career. He played safety for, like, two or three yeah. years. Like, I think he'll be okay. So you forget about all the years of football that these guys play before they get here. It's definitely an, ex- an exciting time for him in this position with this new coach and seeing how – He's going to be able to evolve here, hopefully. And again, this is something I'm, I'm not trying to get too excited about it because, for example, last year we saw how great Byron was during training camp and at practices. And then when the game, yeah. you know, the season started, it was kind of different. But uh, moving on from that, where does this leave Jordan Lewis? I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because somebody emailed me this morning. This goes back to the point that it's day, we're on day three <laughs> of 12 in OTAs, somebody emailed me today and basically was like, talk me off the ledge about Jordan Lewis being on the second team. Like, why isn't he on the first team? They were like, talk me off the ledge. I'm panicking. And I just wanted to be like, you have to get a hobby other than like, you got to chill. You need just, you can't be that panicked about this in May. Uh, which uh, it's, but people that are like that are the ones that are listening right now because they, no, I'm not saying they're all that way, but I'm saying they're passionate, they're, they're passionate, super about passionate, but yeah. hopefully super intelligent because they listen to what we have to say. But what I, do I you had guys a guy think tweet me the, the other day here. thinking that Baron Jones is put up that much weight that he can really play left tackle because I compared him to Flozell Adams. Seriously, uh, sent me that. We get, we get, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, I know what you're saying. Um, I had a long talk with Jordan Lewis yesterday. Yeah, yeah, long, you did. Long talk, six minutes. Um, but I, the more I talk to him, the more I like him. It's just he's got the he's right, great. He's got the right uh, frame of mind. You talk about Lance Lenore being up here. I think you did mention Jordan Lewis as well. Yep. Um, and Jordan was telling me that there was a guy that he at Michigan that that was it works at Michigan and he, when he went back for the offseason and talked to, to him and he played in the NFL five or six years and he said after about his third year he just got burnt out and didn't like it and he was like that's not going to be me that's not going to be me and I and I'm and I'm taking every single day and I'm and you know being thankful for every day and I asked him I said a year ago you you were dealing with other stuff you know you had off the field uh concerns I guess uh, there was a Pending trial or, hmm. or domestic you know, violence yeah. that, that violence. he had hanging over his head. Yeah. One that once that got cleared up, he was like, "It was I could just play football." And he goes, "So this year, the only thing I worry about is like learning the playbook better." And and but he he's, he thought it was great that Chris Richard told him or said to everybody, "He's an exception to the rule." He said, "Just because I'm not tall doesn't mean I can't be physical." So I I think he's saying and doing all the right things. Yeah, and I I mean, well, all right, I just we got some next Dallas Cowboys coming through the uh, the the line wow, here. Oh, we uh, sure do. They're uh, almost as tall as me. That's yeah. depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tours come through all the time here at, at at the Star, and we got a good looking set of guys here that are got. A, I see a football under somebody's arm, so they're gonna go out and maybe practice. Against yeah, the team. maybe they'll let them out at OTAs. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw out a hot take after I just criticized one of our fans for having a hot take, but I, when it's all said and done, I just think Jordan Lewis will be one of the top three corners on this team. I don't play him in the slot, play him outside. I don't know, but I don't care where he was on day two of OTAs because yeah. I think he's he hasn't done anything not to be. Yeah, well, yeah, and spot. I mean, you know, uh, Anthony Brown's got a year on him. Anthony Brown's got experience playing on the inside and outside. So whatever, if you want to take a look at him first, I don't care. But uh, I have. 
Jordan reminds me a lot of Dak. Just in, like if you're around him, it's that similar. Like he just exudes confidence and and poise. I mean, that just kind of, like it's you know that kind of like that quality of like they'll make you a believer. I think there's. I've, I'm sure there have been days where Dan Bailey maybe wasn't feeling it in practice, but Chris Jones was, and they brought you know, or vice versa. Travis yeah. Frederick, I'm sure, has brought the best out of Zach Martin, and Zach Martin's brought the best out of him. And I, I really think Cheeto and Jordan Lewis, they, 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 you see them together a lot. They're, they're the same age. They drafted the same class, same position for now. I think that they're <laughs> going, they're going to really push each other. Don't even fun. play. I mean, what? Don't even, don't even go there. It wouldn't it wouldn't be fair or right to suggest that they're gonna be like perennial pro bowlers. I'm at the end of the day, we don't know how it's all gonna work out for them, but there's every reason to be optimistic in those two guys in terms of what they're doing on the field, the work yeah. they're putting in, uh, their character and their commitment to being better, all that type of stuff. Okay, and let's take our second break. When we come back, I did forgot forget to talk about the tight end group which is something I'm very passionate about yes. right now. Yes. So when we come back, we'll discuss that group. There. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. We are back on the break. We are back. We are back. So, let's talk about something very that everyone needs. Comfort. Picking a number one in the draft is a good thing. Do we all agree? Yes. Yeah. Well, having yeah. the pick is good. Getting there is not so good. But picking but, yeah, go ahead. your wedges is a bad thing. It's true. So, yeah. Nick, how can we never have to deal with picking wedges out again? <laughs> 
tell us about this. Well, two How things. How do we solve no, this problem? Well, one, you could go commando. But if you don't want to do that, you can definitely go Tommy John. Tommy John is the next best thing because it kind of feels the same, really. TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys. No wedgies. Hashtag. And it keeps the ants away from your pants. That's from their commercial. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> you know, oh, it I pops it. in the in the yeah. every, every commercial video. on our videos on the it's, website. It's, it's like ants in your pants, and then the guys like moving know, around. At this stuff. point, if if you if you haven't decided to make the switch to Tommy John, then you're probably just being that fourteen year old teenage girl that's stubborn that says, "I just don't want to" because you're telling me to. Because we're, yeah. we're we're giving you plenty of reasons. Video, commercials, and reads. Somebody actually to switch to somebody tweeted at me recently and was like, I finally broke down. Like, y'all talk about it too much, and they are comfy as hell. So, shouts out to you. Good job. Nice. So, let's start talking about tight end. Everyone basically... We, we, we were, actually. We were talking about, <laughs> talking about <laughs> tight end. There. I just know when True. it's coming. Uh, True. Nice sorry. transition there. So, let's keep it in the subject okay. and talk about these big guys that play at tight end and (laughs) we saw all of them so before i i give my own opinion on this and one of the guys that we've been talking about a lot our fans are always asking about is rico gathers rico 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 gathers we saw him yesterday he he's back we saw him in action so impressions of him and how he played and how he looked Along the other guys, because this is a big problem here. Why is it a problem? Well, it's just not working out. Well, because you have a guy for 15 years that kind of dominated the position, yeah. both on the team and in the NFL, and now he's gone, and now you gotta you got to replace him. You know what? One of the things that stuck out to me the most from everything that happened yesterday was uh, we were doing interviews with, like, Scott Linehan after practice, and, you know, like, guys will stay behind and – work on their footwork and chat with coaches and it takes like 20 minutes for everybody to leave the field. So I look over and all the tight ends are gathered under the tower in the shade under the video tower. And they're, you know, Jeff Swaim is like teaching Dalton Schultz about like coming out of his breaks and like the right footwork. And I was just like, this is weird that like <laughs> a guy in his fourth year is like the elder statesman of this whole group, but it really, it was Swaim and Schultz and Blake Jarwin and uh, some rookie whose name I already forgot. I don't even remember who it was. But, uh, I was just like, God, didn't all of these guys combined have fewer seasons in the league than Witten? I the mean, tight end, it's not even close. The tight end coach, is it Scott Nussmeyer? Doug Nussmeyer. Doug Nussmeyer. Well, he he's probably looking around like, so I have to. I mean, I have to coach now. Yeah. Like I really have to coach these tight ends. Yeah. I don't have a guy that like when he just... came in for his interview, they were like, you know, Witten's gonna lead the meetings and like just make sure you're on the plane. Yeah. And it's and now it's tie like, coat and tie. Yeah. You now know, they're like, uh, you got a you got a game plan for this, right? Yeah, coach like, tight ends, right? Yeah. So so from what I watched yesterday and seeing how everyone ran their you know ran down the field, caught the ball and everything, uh, I liked what I saw. Everyone from everyone. Hold on, except Rico. He he's still he just he's slow. He his body. I feel like it's something that it's not coming. It's not his fault. I think it's just the way his his body is. He's built that way, and it's just not working out at that position compared to everyone else. How slow he is. 
let me steal a quote, and I, I've already done this once this week in another capacity, but it's it, it applies to a lot of things. Bill Parcells used to say it all the time. Knowledge is confidence, and confidence lets you play fast. And I think he's still dealing with the, the, the fact that he's still learning how to play this game in this position, this sport. He's, he's still learning how to do it. And then you're, when you're doing a lot of thinking, you're not going to be moving. Athletically, he's probably more athletic than, than a lot of those guys. But um, he, he's still trying to figure it out. That's why when he makes a catch, he falls down on the ground. There was one drill where they all yeah. were looking, and then he makes the catch, but he, he goes to the ground. It still seems to me like he's going up for rebounds. Yeah. Instead of going running your route and, and catching it at the 10-yard at the line, he's, he's stopping around the 15, high-pointing it, going up, getting it, falling to the ground, traveling. I mean, you, you can't – he needs to – still figure out his way to, to be a, a football player and he's he's still just not there yet and he looked good in those preseason games but still we all agree that preseason is not the same as a right. regular season game i had this thought yesterday and i you know i compared connor williams to zach martin earlier so w- whatever i'll compare rico to lebron why not okay uh but you know it's such a everybody loves to joke like lebron could start a tight end for the browns he'd be great and maybe he would i mean he's one of the best athletes ever but I just was thinking, you know, these guys, they look so big and fast on a basketball court because it's 100 feet long. You know, it's not a lot of space. I mean, LeBron takes four steps, and he's from midcourt to the rim. Um, and Rico I was similar when he played in, ba- in basketball. Like, football is such a different sport. I mean, it's 100 yards. The field is 53 yards wide. I mean, you can cover that much ground, but that's only, I mean, what? That's like... 15 yards when you need to run 25 yards downfield of the end zone, you know, like it's, it's so much uh, more space to cover. And so like, even if you're explosive, the space just kind of eats you up. And that's just what I was thinking about yesterday. Cause I was like, I get what you're saying. I mean, he's not slow, but that explosiveness just doesn't translate as well right. to a football field. You know, you, you mentioned LeBron a couple weeks ago, he had one of the greatest plays I think I've seen in a long, long time when he took the ball coast to coast and the game winning shot against Oh Toronto. It, against Toronto. The bank shot, yeah. Just was going ninety four feet, but then pulls up off body and has the touch to yeah. to kiss it off the glass because most people are just gonna crack the backboard because they're gonna throw it so hard. And that's the same with with, with tied in and, and what Rico's figuring out. How to play something so physical, so violent, with touch and grace at the same time. There you go. It is not, it's not an easy transition yeah. to do. Well, you see, I'm not fully convinced that that is the right spot for him. I and am. Yes. And I was talking to Brian about this after, while well, watching him playing. And it's like, why not move him somewhere else? Why not try him at, like, the D-line or something? Put it, find him. I mean, he has the body for it. There's no doubt. He There's- has the there's no I shortage. think he would be more successful at something like that. I think, well, if we're talking about explosiveness, I mean, that's like the key to playing D-line, though. I, I, I've i heard no shortage of people suggest playing him at offensive tackle. Yeah, offensive line, I, I would I would give him a shot at that. Somewhere in, in a line. Yeah, because yeah. the whole thing of him taking off, turning around, running, I mean, he's, he just can't You know who this guy guys. is, to me, is Martellus Bennett. Because... Um, now Martellus was drafted much higher, and he, and he, but he played basketball and football a little bit too. And and Martellus was athletic, um, but there was times when he looked kind of slow out there, you know, on a screen and stuff. He never really played that athletic. He played in the league ten years, and I don't know how many times he ever just went and dominated a guy, you know, high pointed the ball and, and caught it. And 
I, I think and, and Martellus, somebody told him if you know, at one point he got up to like two eighty. So you you gained fifteen, twenty more pounds and you'd be one of the best left tackles ever. Yeah. He didn't have the mindset for that. That that's not what he wanted to do. He wants to catch touchdowns, be a star. I mean, I would think Tyron Smith is pretty much a star too, but a lot of guys don't have that mentality to do the dirty work type of stuff. Yeah. They want to be in that more glamorous positions, and, and I, I think, don't think Rico's there for that. I He's think a Rico's rapper. Similar, yeah. No, I think well, and that's right. He likes the spotlight. Which, I mean, if you're a rapper, we've talked about this. And what was his uh, top uh, song? What was that song again? I don't think we can say the name of it, can we? <laughs> I don't even Maybe know. Maybe that's why. He started talking about, well, people asked him in the locker room. And as soon as he started talking about the whole rapping, I'm like, I walked away. Like, no, but what he you did. You walked away to Cole. Yeah. You want to talk about real Cole. rappers. <laughs> two different rappers on this team. Of course there are. I mean, um, definitely. No, but Probably we, more than that, but just two that are. We've talked about this before yesterday, and it just affirms my belief. Like, this is going to come to a head at some point because – Rico Rico said it. We've kind of hinted at it. He said it himself. He's like, I was ready to play halfway through last season. I was I was ready to come back. Uh, so there's a disconnect there between what he wants and what the Cowboys think he can or should do. Uh, and I don't know, man. I mean, like, he's either going to step up and just make it impossible for them to keep him off the 53 or he's not going to be here in 2018. That's what I think. Well, I mean, if they cut him, I think he'll go somewhere else and try to catch on. Uh, or or whatever, but I don't I don't think he's gonna let them keep him on the shelf. We've got more. We've got more about Rico Gathers coming on the site later today. I think Rob well, Phillips true, is yeah. working on a, a right. story, so we'll there you go. Have a little more. There. I will say, I mean, you're looking for little things. Though. I mean, they had him on punt protect team yesterday when they did their special teams periods, and that's it's the little stuff that's gonna get him on the team more so. I mean, we know he can go up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. We know that it's everything else. So. That seemed like a positive step if he if he can find a way to contribute on special teams. It's just teams. hard when you look at everyone else in the tight end group, oh, yeah. seeing him make the team. I, one way or another, I don't think he'll be on this team. I that's if I and again, this is just me speculating before we even get to training camp. Right. <laughs> one way or another, that would kind of surprise me. Fifty three. Fifty three. Yes. Gotcha. But yeah. yeah, you know, if they cut him and they're like, "We'll put you on the practice squad," I think he'll be like. No thanks. I'll try try my luck elsewhere. Mavericks, sure. Why not? I okay, let's help. move on to the linebacker position. And yesterday, uh, I saw a picture, and when I see Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, and Van Der Esch together, it's a good looking trio. Yeah. I mean, it's like wow. It's look a lot at, of beef. Look at this. They yeah. look good, but there's still some concern about the whole depth in that position. Jalen Smith was playing without the brace, and it's something that people are excited about to finally see him with that thing off. Tell me how, I mean, well, he's still you, struggling a little bit. I think I think it's a perfect transition from what we were just talking about. I mean, you know, if you if you didn't know anything about the tight end position and you just looked at the five, you're like, I'll take Rico, please. I'll, I'll take him. And just the same with the linebacker. So the, the looks of it is better. Van Der Esch gives you more more size there. Jalen Smith, I, I mean, he he looks the huge. The three healthy, yeah. If they're and sh- all three healthy. And, and, and you know what Sean time. Lee's going to be able to. to if we were just, bring. if we were picking blind, just line all ninety of them up, and you're just playground style. Jalen Smith is the first pick, yeah. like, and, and Sean I'm, Lee's not not up there that high. No, Sean Lee, 
uh, he's one of the best players on this team. He's incredible, but like he doesn't he doesn't look let's, just terrifying like Jalen Smith does. Let's do that real quick. Let's play the uh, all um, off the bus team. The, all right. you're, you're, you get two picks. The guys you want to come off the bus first, like oh this this guy's ready to play. My off the bus team is Jalen Smith. Okay, let let somebody oh, else make a pick. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't Amber. like this game. You don't like the game? One, is this something without like, what one pick first overall? And if y'all don't get it, then I'm gonna have to interrupt. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold I, on. Okay, it, let's. Defi- all right, well, what do you think? Because I'll tell you the finalists right now. And if Kent disagrees with me, I'll well, I, mean, I would say first overall would be David Irving. Right? David Irving off the bus. David he's Irving fat now apparently. <laughs> it's even bigger. Hey, yeah, he's big. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's got the he's I, got the hair. I disagree because it, I, I mean, Tyron. Okay. It's a bus. Ty- Tyron is definitely one of them. Jalen's one of them. Uh, Bo Scarborough. Bo, Bo Scarborough for sure. Bo Scarborough, B-Law. absolutely. B Law. Yeah, he's B-Law's a big a good one. guy. Yeah. Connor and, Williams too. Just big. It's yeah. you can't just be big. You got to look freaky. Like Tyron Smith is big, but that's not what's scary about okay. it. It's that there's no fat on his body. A Zeke. No. I mean, yeah, the okay. hair, the hair and the beard. Like, okay. Well, you know what? We got four buses and, and, and we, we got big guy bus. We sure. got, you know, we even got a media bus and we you know, Shannon's going to win that one for us. I mean, Shannon's <laughs> off the bus first for us, um, mainly because he sits up there. But um, I think it the, and we're just kind of playing around a little bit. But but it, there is something to it about having the look, having the size more yeah. than anything. Um, I agree. David Irving, Tyron, Tyron Smith. Bo Scarborough now, even though you Bo know, Scarborough. Have you seen his back? No, uh, no. I well, walking just around the locker. Lo- oh my god! <laughs> Please, I don't talk behind his back. Okay, Elaborate. we're all in the locker room. Elaborate. Obviously, what's on his back? They're without shirts and walking around. Okay. 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 And so, what did you see here? Peeping Tom. Yeah. What? What, <laughs> what do you got? No, like his back is absolutely jacked. Like oh, there's it, just like muscles on his I'm, muscles. It just doesn't look natural. Yeah. I mean, it's like scary. Like this is a character from a movie. You know, okay. it, it's just like not no, human. I mean, he's he's he looks like a lineman. No, I didn't see that actually. Okay, I, I got. I okay, was doing interviews. So you weren't in the locker room then. I was doing <laughs> interviews, actually talking to people. I want to finish. I want to finish your point, which I, you know, uh, somebody asked us about Michael Kendricks today. The Eagles just released him. Um, just one person asked about that. A few, a few. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, okay. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, you would expect injuries and things like that. But all I feel about as good about the linebackers as you could ask me to right now. What, mean, what's his deal? What's Kendricks' deal? He got cut mainly for, for money reasons. I mean. Don't ask Brian. But see, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it sad. mainly. Okay, Mike, Michael Kendricks is good enough to start somewhere, and the Cowboys aren't interested in that. They, they wouldn't. They're not doing that. They got guys the, they feel good about. Yeah, the thing about about that is, he seems to just be awesome against the Cowboys. Yes, he's a Cowboy I mean, killer. For I mean, sure. every time they play him, it's just one play after another, sideline to sideline, and you know, I, I, does he get hurt a lot? I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, I think the main reason he got cut was money more than anything else. But I mean, you got you got three that you hope can start. Three to play two. Three to play what two. What about four to play three? Joe Thomas is kicking Joe? ass. That I I did have a conversation with somebody on the football side about him. Yeah. He was like he had like two picks in the first OTA of the year. Like I I feel good about that yeah. dude. And Damian uh, contract year for Damian Wilson. Yeah, Damian. I just. Oh yeah. But we we've seen that before. Where contract year. Yeah, you might see, you might get a little bit of improvement. I just, 
there's got to be a team that needs linebackers more than this team who's like Michael Kendricks come start for us whereas we're like well maybe watch you out can be fourth. for the Villanova kid too Shockley maybe okay I I'm I gotta do some more just, homework on my just, undrafted guys and and the Iowa State uh, Joel Lanning. Lanning sure you know oh sure yeah uh, Shockley's a guy that just just production just tackles yeah just off the chart tackles for three years not just one I mean it, it's got to translate to the yeah. field but. In May, I feel fine about the linebackers. But from what you watched yesterday, and we know Jalen is still a question mark there, uh, his whole performance on the field. From what you got to see yesterday, him being off the brace, how, what are some of the things that he still needs to improve on, on the way he moves? I th- lateral mobility is always going to be the thing with him. I mean, it's great that he doesn't have the brace, but he's still got to prove that he can – do that. and then, and then you know his instincts too. I feel like you know I'm gonna steal a phrase from Brian. Like he he guesses a lot. Like if he gets it, then he'll blow the play up. But he's he was wrong a lot last year too. So I mean he's got to work on that. But the ability to like diagnose something that's going on on the other side of the field and get over there with his history with his injury, that's gonna be the thing. But that's what intrigues me so much about him is. I'm not looking at him as a guy that's going to play 50 or 60 snaps at middle linebacker this year. I think he's going to play a little bit of Mike, maybe in run situations where he really only has to worry about coming downhill. I think he's going to play a little bit of Sam. I'm super excited, and Brian wrote about this in his notebook yesterday. You can go read about it. He was doing pass rush stuff yesterday. I think if they commit to it, I think Jalen Smith could be like a guy with five or six sacks yeah. if they wanted him to be. I mean, so, for him, to me, it's just it's just if he doesn't, ha- I want to see what happens when he has to run more than ten yards. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a, a real gallop on the team now, but we've had one for you know last year as well. The way he kind of had that little hitch in his run, if that's gone, and it seems like it kind of is, I think you're going to see a bunch better player. I I agree with that, but I guess my point is too is you can kind of tailor what he does to where. You're not asking him to run distances like that. I mean, you know, go get the quarterback or until, plug this until running lane. O- offense coordinators figure that out, well, and yeah. then they no, make him go run for and sure. Do that stuff. For sure. So I, 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 we saw it a couple times where he just didn't have that speed when when the play broke down to go yeah. get him. Um, and I, but he, he he's vowed that he's going to be a better player than he was at Notre Dame. And he, I mean, he he's the I've said this. He's the most optimistic person in the history of the world. So I can't. I can't take him at face value. I hope it's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a good feeling about him between the different ways you can use him and he's another year removed from that. It doesn't matter who you are. When something, when a first-round pick is drafted at your position, then you, you, it, it's going to get your attention. It, yeah. just, it, it just is. If, if Jalen Smith was everything they wanted him to be, Right now, they wouldn't have drafted, wouldn't have drafted him in the first yeah. round. They, they need a linebacker in the second round or whatever. Right. right. But um, it's a good so point. I, I think, and, and it, it doesn't mean it's an animosity. It just means like, hey, watch this. Witten did it for years. Witten, they drafted second round tight ends, and it fueled them. So now uh, we, since we started kind of late, hold on, Wait, oh. hold on, hold oh. on, hold on, Ken, don't get us off yet. Wow. <laughs> Has, we we got like two minutes has left. Derek since ever we started just late. told like no, no we're not done. Huh? I just wanted to go around the room real quick. Who was your rookie standout from yesterday? Because people are asking about that. Who stood out to you yesterday out yeah. of the rookies? Uh, probably. My answer is just going to keep being Connor because I mean yeah. he's getting all the opportunities with the ones. He's I mean he's the starting left guard. He just is, and so he gets to do that. And he he looked good, and so 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and this this is still very early, yeah. and there's only a few positions that you can really see some stuff. But I do like the zip that Mike White brings there. He he's still. It, we'll see what happens when the when you know getting in the games and stuff like that. But I do like the way he throws the ball, especially on the outs. So he's a guy that seems like he can make all the throws, um, and that's that, that's a good start for him. All right, can't hit it. Now we can. Now finish. we can hit it for <laughs> Ken Garrison, Nikki Man, David Hellman, Amber Garcia. See you guys next time on The Break. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?